Hey, welcome to the Unnamed Race Review Podcast, um, covering mostly Chicagoland area things, but this time we have a special New Orleans review. I'm Erica. And I'm Fuzzy. And Fuzzy on Sunday ran the Rock and Roll New Orleans Marathon. I did. It was awesome. It was my first successful marathon. Um, First of all, forgive our uh, voices because we both have colds. I managed to not get a cold until I ran the marathon. I managed, so that was good. I managed to get a cold right before Fuzzy ran the marathon by a few days, and then I stood out in the cold, windy air, which made mine worse. But then I got him sick, but it lasted till afterwards, so yay. Yay. Uh, yeah, so I ran a marathon. That was uh, that's pretty cool. Your first marathon. A long, uh, long journey. Uh, that I started uh, running in 2007 uh, with the goal of doing a marathon that I was reasonably... I did like a lot of outdoorsy stuff, but I never really did running in that year. I thought, well, I'm approaching 40. It's probably going to be easier to do a marathon now rather than later. And it is probably true. It probably would have been easier to do it a little bit sooner because that was the year the Chicago Marathon was called off uh, after four hours or so because of uh, it was an unusually hot October and they ran out of water. And yeah. so I only did 18 miles of a marathon. Plus that first year, you'd never been, a, you went from not a runner to trying to run a marathon and um, you had a lot of IT band problems that took you a little off your training um, due to injury. But this year you stayed on your A game. You were really good and trained really hard. And Yeah, I only missed, I did the, I did one of the Hal Higdon uh, training schedules um, and I think I missed like four or five training days out of the whole four-month schedule. That's great. I've already yeah. missed like four days of my training that I've been on for two weeks. So, <laughs> so. so good job. Yeah, it was that. <coughs> oh, bless you. Um, so uh, it was very exciting, and I'm very um, proud of Fuzzy for completing this marathon. And it was fun that we got to go to New Orleans because I'm from the South, so I wanted to get down there anyways, and I worked out that I got to take a trip to New Orleans, and he got to run a marathon. So uh, we got down there Friday afternoon, Yep. and the expo was Friday and Saturday. And we decided, we had been planning on going Saturday, but then we were like, well, let's just knock that out. So we went Friday night. We walked down, um, we stayed in the quarter, and it was at some convention center, but it wasn't a bad walk at all. Yeah, that's the French Quarter, and the, it was the New Orleans Convention Center. Yeah, I know. We say the quarter. Uh, so every, New Orleans is a very walkable city, uh, which is a pro and a con uh, because it's awesome that like when you're right down there, everything's very walkable. But the danger, I guess we won't talk about Saturday, is that you want to walk everywhere. And it was a very frustrating to not walk everywhere on Saturday and save my energy. I kept telling Fuzzy that he had to stop me when he needed to rest because I could have just explored and shopped and walked everywhere. Plus, it's hard, too, because in New Orleans you have you can drink on the street. And uh, we didn't want to get super toasty all day, you know, every day Friday. I mean, we wanted to, but we didn't want to affect the marathon uh, no. progress by binge drinking the day before. That would not have been smart. So we had to... Use New Orleans wisely. Yeah. 
So the expo was great. I mean, very, you know, sort of normal standard uh, packet pickup. Uh, they seem to have this down to, I mean, it's the rock and roll. They do uh, uh, events all over the country. Um, it's so, like 20 or something. Yeah, something like that. And they did, you know, uh, you get your packet and then you move through to get your shirt. And they had a shirt exchange right there. Which is so and, rare, I feel. Usually it's like, oh, no, you, this is the size you have or maybe after the event. But they had this shirt exchange booth all set up. Yep. It doesn't fit. Get a new one right now. Uh, and then they sort of channeled you straight into a merch area. Uh, pretty big. I, I would say bigger than uh, the Chicago official merch area yeah and uh, good merch too like different styles and different ways to yeah get the event it seems name. to be a thing you know i mean that they're, they, they're this is what they do is promote these events across the country so and it, it was sense they want to make some money off it brooks well that was sort of a yeah there was a official i guess a lot of the gear is brooks gear mm-hmm. but they're so they're the the official sponsor and they had a special area right off the merch area that was, uh, you know, pretty clever, like little like Carnival of Oddities sort of theme. Uh, they had some displays and they had some carnival games and uh, fortune teller machines that had been altered to be runner fortune tellers and um, a crazy thing with a, a, a human lizard uh, who came out and ran on water. Uh and um yeah yeah but yeah yeah and that a lot of the merch that wasn't um the glassware and the lanyards and stuff like that was uh brooks merchandise so it was quality like the hat you got um is it's a nice hat and uh yeah i bought a hat (laughs) but a couple marathon things uh to kind of show off a little bit i'm wearing right now a road id 26.2 26.2 t-shirt that has those words on the front. Uh, yeah, and we like Road ID because it's important to have your identification on you in case something happens. Yeah. Um, so then after the that Birch area, then it was the more typical expo with the aisles of vendor booths, um, which yeah. was fine. That seemed smaller to me than most expos in Chicago, the marathon or the um, triathlon expo, the, the booth Right, yeah, I think it was about half the size of the marathon and triathlon expos, um, which are at the Hilton here. About the same size, maybe, as, like, the Shamrock Shuffle Expo. Okay. Um, So, uh, but, yeah, you know, a lot of the usual suspects recognize a lot of the brands, if not the people. Um, And, uh, but, yeah, we picked up a couple, you know, you'd pick up a couple gels and that sort of thing, and. They had um, an official poster for the marathon, too, because New Orleans is obviously a big jazz town and a big art town. So that was a piece of art of jazz of the marathon. And the artist was there signing posters, um, to uh, which was weird. He was kind of in the back of the, the expo. So I don't know how much traffic he got there. but um, uh, And there was a little tiny stage where they had speakers uh, set up. Not like amplification speakers, but human speakers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no course talk, um, which I guess we were talking about. A course talk for a marathon would just be continue to run <laughs> where the signs tell you to go. Um, yeah, some, you know, Olympian, uh, some former Olympian was giving a talk. And I only know that because, I mean, I read the little placard. There were about 10 people listening to him. You know, it was a little 
I didn't join them, but a little sad, maybe, that, you know, <laughs> get some famous person. Uh, I'm going to go back to real quick the t-shirt. Yeah. It'll be really cool. It's a black tech shirt with a Florida Lee logo. It's half Florida Lee on the side and the, the regular logo on the front. It's a cool shirt. It is. It's a very nice shirt. Um, so that's a, yeah, standard short-sleeved tech shirt. Um, uh, but yeah, a, nice, a nice lot one. of people were wearing them on Monday, which was cool. Yeah, um, a lot of people wore them in the race too. Hmm. Um, so sad. So we had Saturday off. Uh, I actually read on the way back. Uh, I was reading in Competitor magazine, you know, a, a little short article about like destination uh, races, and one of their suggestions was to get there as close as possible to the race and schedule your extra days on the back end. So oh. That you're not, so, that you, so that you don't have the experience we had, which we had all day. I had thought, well, let's get down there Friday night, and then I'll have all day Saturday to sort of rest and to, I mean, there's no time change. I don't know what I was thinking, you know. Uh, well, travel, it takes it out of you yeah, anyway. Like, too. I don't know if I could run out of the day after flying, even if it's just a two-hour flight. So... um so we had all day Saturday, so we had to try not to run all, walk all around the city. It was very hard because there's so much to see in the French Quarter. Um, and we also uh, didn't really plan meals super well to the point where, you know, the my last carbo-loading, I mean, all the food in New Orleans is even, everything comes with rice. <laughs> and so rice and beans and jambalaya and gumbo. So it's easy to carbo-load, but uh, I just wasn't really planning, and, and there were lots of long lines everywhere we wanted to go. Um, so we kind of ended up eating at this fancy little restaurant uh, that you know, did a sort of a takes on things. Everything, every kind of piece of was a take on a thing. So we had a, I had a take on a Eggs Benedict for dinner. That um, was kind of odd, and it was a little late. Uh, but it was good. But it was good. Um, so the race was Sunday morning, uh, right downtown. Start was right downtown. Uh, easy walk from the French Quarter over in the Central Business District. And we walked over there. They had a little start village. Um, oh, they again, a thing I liked, just in verbiage, that, that they had at the both the expo and the start village was a, a booth labeled Solutions. And I'd li- I liked that, of like that attitude of... This is where you go if there's a problem, because this is where they'll have solutions. We'll for. fix it, no matter what the issue. Um, there were, uh, had to use the porta potties a couple times. Um, pre race. Pre race. Uh, long lines, but it all worked out. I got back into uh, the my uh, spot. And the Start Village had water and bananas and stuff. Uh, which I thought was nice. I don't know if other big races have that available beforehand. Um, so a lot of people were having like a banana and, you know, you got some water. Yeah, I Just left my water time. where we had breakfast. I especially prepared a little liter bottle with a, a hammer heed uh, electrolyte solution. And then I just totally left it at breakfast. Um, so that was kind of dumb. Uh, but I got a little bottle of water at the Start Village. Um, this is the Rock and Roll series. Uh, I have no idea if they do this as other things, but Mike McCready from Pearl Jam 
was uh, running the half marathon, and they got him to do the Star Spangled Banner uh, as a guitar solo. It's um, pretty exciting. It was pretty cool. Erica went left, uh, you know, gets, told me good luck, and then went over to go watch that uh, closer to this because I, of course, was in Corral Eleven. Um, not, you know, I did not anticipate a very speedy race. And, uh, I didn't. I didn't see him play guitar. I saw him prepping his guitar on the side, and then he stepped forward to where I was. I was on the side of the stage, but I did get an audio recording of it. And he was running the half marathon. Um, so this was a marathon and a half marathon. And he said he'd run about, what did he say, seven half marathons yeah, or something? Yeah, something like that. So I think, I'm almost positive I saw him running later in the race. So I did get my celebrity rock and roll legend sighting. Yeah. You can't imagine, like, if you were in the starting corral with Mike McCready and you, like, kept his pace and you ran the whole time with someone from Pearl Jam. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess it was primarily a half, I mean, sort of just by numbers, it's primarily a half marathon um, that uh, I saw, I was looking at my results today and I, I, that two and a half thousand people did the marathon. Only that many? Yep. And so 16,000 people did the weekend. So that means uh, 13 and a half thousand people did the half marathon. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so that seemed to be the focus. Uh, I mean, afterwards there were a, a number of professionals there, including Mo Farah, the, uh, recent, uh, Olympic 5k and 10k, uh, winner, gold medalist from, from London. Um, and, uh, you know, and he won, um, uh, the half marathon and that's what the, the race that the professionals were doing. Um, and I don't know if there was more prize money for that or, or if it just falls in the race calendar appropriately for them or what everybody, the people who won the marathon were all locals, local amateurs. So, um, the course was, uh, had a, had a number of sort of out and back loops. We went out the St. Charles area where all the fancy houses are that the parade, the, like the Mardi Gras parade route goes by. So all the trees are covered with beads and they're big, fancy old houses. Um, but you go all the way out that and then back. So we got to see the professionals running back towards us. Oh, cool. After we'd been you know, out on the course for 20 minutes or so as they're already hurtling back uh, towards, the, towards the, the finish. And then, then it sort of loops through the French Quarter uh, and then runs up through the city, up to City Park, and that's where the half marathon ends. Uh, but then we kept running up north to Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, New Orleans is sandwiched between the Mississippi River on the south and Lake Pontchartrain on the... Am I saying that right? Okay. Saying what? Lake, Pontchartrain? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I never say anything right. So. But I was wondering, like, direction-wise, I don't know. I need yeah. to look at a map, but nope. okay. That's right. That part I know is right. <laughs> so, yes, you're correct on that and on Pontchartrain. Yeah, so um, so the marathon continued up to the the edge of, like, Pontchartrain. And also, big fancy houses up there. But then that was another out and back. And so, actually, as your pass, as we, as the half marathon peeled off into City Park for the finish... Uh, it was a little cruel because then uh, we were we were going up the west side of uh, City Park, and the 
people were coming down towards us because it's an out and back up uh up to the to the lake and i could hear the cheers in the in this uh the finish and you could see people uh who were 10 miles i mean that was like Oh no, that was right because it was the half marathon distance. You could see people who were 13 miles ahead of you returning already, um, wow. and that was a just a little, you know, I, I would say disheartening a little bit Aww. of just you know seeing that, um, like I knew I wasn't going to run a fast marathon, but that was really when I was starting to have to confront the fact that I was probably not going to do a five-hour marathon, that it was going to be something over that. And uh, to see that there are people who are obviously doing it in under three hours and were that much faster than me. Um, which Every person is different. I know. You it's did just, great that you even did it. Um, which is what I was telling myself. But just there's that little visceral uh, yeah. thing. Uh, so... Uh, but, uh, you know, so I went all the way up, you go all the way up to Lake Pontchartrain to this fancy neighborhood, run along the lake for a long ways, and then finally the turnaround and finally back. And you're finally headed back towards it. Because all that distance, it feels very much like you're headed away. Since you've already seen the finish, you're headed away from the finish and you know you just got to keep going and going. And then when you finally make that last turnaround, that you're headed back. And that's right about just uh, around mile 19 uh, or 20 up there. Um, so it's another six miles back down uh, to the to City Park. Um, awesome aid stations. Uh, very well stocked uh, all the way. Um, band stages. It's, again, the rock and roll uh, series. I think they do this everywhere, but in New Orleans is a great selection of of bands to choose from lots of great bands in new orleans so most of the band stages had great performers uh i will say including there was some um like bagpipes yeah bagpipes and a couple different brass bands new orleans style they had them Uh, at like every mile and a half ish ish yeah uh and then just some stations they had a bunch of middle school cheerleaders out uh, who all dressed up in different rock and roll themed uh, outfits. Like one group was all records. They had made like, <laughs> cardboard records that they were dressed in. And another was Kiss. And another was the 80s. One was rock and roll grandmas, which was a little odd, but uh, it was very delightful. Uh, what did you say as you were, as they ran past? That they would say things like, your grandma's very proud of you. Granny's proud of you. So uh, sweet. Little middle school cheerleaders telling everybody that. I only saw the 80s group and they were adorable. They had like neon oversized shirts and leg warmers. Yeah. They were real cute. Um, Not, uh, again, my previous marathon experience was Chicago, which I'm guessing, you know, from what I've seen of these bigger races, it's kind of unusual that it's uh, lined with spectators pretty much the whole way. uh, New Orleans, a little bit more of a you know smaller population city, spread out the same distance of a race, that uh, there were more pockets. I mean, great crowd support where there were crowds, 
uh, but just big long stretches where there wasn't anybody. Yeah, as a spectator, um, there were a good number of people at the start, and then I wandered around till I found the curve where it was either it was like three miles and then seven and a half or something because I ran out and back, and um, I stationed there, and there weren't a lot of people. There were some on that curve. And then uh, for me, just as a side note, I stopped and got breakfast at a restaurant that was right there, which was good. And I was like, we're in New Orleans. I need to be drinking on the street right now. Everybody had beers. So I did get a mimosa to go. But then I wandered with the people who were doing the uh, the half marathon that were half marathon that were walking. And I was wandering with them for a little while. Um, and there weren't a lot of people on the street. And then I was considering walking to the finish because at that point there was only like five miles to the finish and I knew that I wasn't going to see Fuzzy for hours. So I was like, why not? Uh, I will say it was also February in New Orleans. So it was around like 55 ish and windy. Um, so, uh, it was like harsh, you know, wind chapped when you have a cold. Uh, and then I remember that there was a free shuttle to the finish line, um, that was down near, near where I was. So I took that. And then once we were on the bus, which was a charter bus down, it was a school bus coming back because he had to shuttle more people there because half the people, most of the people ran there. Uh, We went out way far. We're on this bus for like 20 minutes. I was like, no way. I'm glad I didn't walk it. Uh, We went on two highways to get to the park. But uh, then once I got there, um, even where I was, there weren't a lot of spectators. And that was in the final half mile before the finish line. So I was surprised at the small amount of people, but then most of the spectators I saw were all really, um, supportive and, you know, I chatted with some of them and, uh, it was neat to see everybody take that last loop before the finish. So they may have all been gone. I mean, if the majority of the people were there to see half marathoners, that's true. They may have been out there earlier. Um, so yeah, the race finished up in city park. And as Erica greeted me right at the very end, and then there was one more out and back. I mean, you greeted me and then were able to get to the finish line before I was because they sort of sent you again, like you could sort of see where the finish line was and they send you just a little bit away. But I knew that and I told you that. I was like, all you have left to do is this last little loop. (laughs) So, you know, so it was easy for me to just like cut over, but... I mean, it's a fast loop because as soon as I got to the finish line, you were crossing it yeah. and you were running and I was walking. So, um, yeah, but you did it. I did it. A great medal uh, with Mardi Gras bead necklace with a big, heavy Mardi Gras themed uh, medal. It's a great medal and it was fun seeing everybody wearing them all day. If there's ever a place that you can feel free to wear some sort of big gaudy medallion, it's New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, and the finish when the, the you got some snacks and stuff at the finish yep. and then there was a free beer and a band stage. Yep, Michelob Ultra, uh, amongst my least favorite race finish beers. Um, the difference but... being that in most races post post race you have a designated drinking area you have to stay in, but in New Orleans you could just take it with you. Yep, yep. So we just wandered off. They, I guess they wouldn't let you take it on the school bus. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's open container laws or school bus didn't want beer on it, but uh, um, yeah. But then we took a shuttle back down uh, to the central business district and uh, walked back to our hotel. So a great destination uh, marathon. 
Uh, you get it's a great tour of the city of New Orleans. Oh, I bet. Yeah, um, fun crowd support. Uh, super proud of my first marathon. I'm super proud of your first marathon too. Yeah. And then, I mean, so, talk about your post-race party. I mean, you can eat and drink your face off there. Yeah. That's the place to do it, man. Yeah, New Orleans is one of our favorite cities. It's part of why, did, why we did this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Tra-la-la. No, it was good. It was fun. It was it was easy for me, but I didn't run it. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna. I remember. Um, I had a great fun uh, doing a count of the number of times I heard the same songs over and over again. Oh. And there was either the bands would play them live, or they had this one CD that every station played when the bands were changing, and it was the same music in every one. So uh, I heard um, "Life Is a Highway" like three times, and "Let's Get It Started" five times. Um, it was fun. Awesome. Um, so highly recommended. I would say highly recommended as a as a destination marathon. Do or if you live in uh, New Orleans, of course. Or anywhere in the South. Yeah. I saw an old high school friend of mine running it, uh, but I didn't call her name because I didn't want to disturb her in her last half mile. <laughs> um, would you do any of the other rock and roll marathons at a different location? Um, well, I mean, suppose... Or half. With, with the hour half. Okay. Uh, Events, let's say. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Chicago has a half. Um, so I'm, I, I might, yeah, I might look into that. Well organized. Um, yeah, well organized. Great swag. Seem to have this down to a science. Yeah. So. Cool. Cool. Um, well, our next race that we have scheduled uh, for both of us is the Shamrock Shuffle, uh, which you've done a couple times, right? I've done it a couple times. I've not ever done it. And you've done ever done it? It's an eight k. Uh, it's in March. It is the first big. Race of the Chicago racing season, uh, as in, I mean, some multiple thousands of people do it downtown, and they block off part of part of the loop for you to run on. So that's gonna be uh, it'll be fun. Fun. Uh, that's we'll, in April. April. That sounds right. March. Oh yeah, because you have six weeks. I guess it's six weeks from now. Something like that. Something like that. Awesome. So uh, we might see if we. Pick up something else in the meantime, uh, but uh, that's our next scheduled race. So we'll see you there. Yeah, and um, follow us on Twitter, at Fuzzy and at Drunk Monkey Show. Yeah, uh, those are our two Twitters. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Toodles.